What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. I have a question. What's that, little hulkster? Hulk Hogan? That's right, brother. I mean, someone who sounds like Hulk Hogan, but uh, copyright-wise is not technically Hulk Hogan. That's right. Um, sure. Why not? Don't internet search me. Okay, my mom doesn't let me use Google anymore anyway. That's probably for the best, little hulkster. Wait a second. Maybe you can help me. I'll do what I can. Where I'm looking for all the wrestling news, rumors, and all the results, and I can't find them anywhere. Well, let me tell you something, little hoaxer. If you need your fix for internet wrestling rumors and results and all the inside information, you're going to need to go to WrestlingNewsWorld.com. If you're not there, you're not anywhere, brother. Wow, thanks, kind of Hulk Hogan. Sure thing, little hoaxer. Remember, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and go to school and all that other stuff, because I'm not really Hulk Hogan, so I don't know what he'd want to say. WrestlingNewsWorld.com Welcome, everyone, to a mini-episode. So you're going to be singing our intro from now on? I'm Brendan, and he's... Nathan! We're talking about movies! Okay, I'm done. Okay, good. (laughs) Yes! We're still recovering, I think. Just a <laughs> Last bit. Last week's insanity. Oh my god! I we we legitimately it was like it was American Ninja all over again. We talked longer than the movie actually was. Far longer. Hmm. <laughs> the movie was eighty-two minutes. <laughs> we clocked it quite a bit above that. Almost um, two hours. Yeah, but I mean, we had guests, so it's to be expected. Yeah, it's yeah. to be expected. Mm-hmm. But this week, we're not talking about any kind of specific movie. We're just... Well, we will reveal the movie later, of course. But um, I think, Nathan, this was your idea for a topic, so why don't you go ahead and uh, tell the good folks what we'll be talking about today. Yep, rather than go visit our good post officer, Tim, uh, we decided that we were going to talk today about just some of the movies that um, uh, that were wildly inappropriate uh, for us to see at such young ages. Because, I mean, we've talked about it before on the show. I mean, like, we've talked about the different movies and stuff that we've seen that you're like, how old were you when you saw that? Yeah, I, I, I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we're not talking about Disney here, folks. No, no, we're not talking about like that that classic uh, shattering of innocence where Bambi's mom gets shot. Uh, we're talking about the time that you know my cousins rented the movie Scalps and I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I think I was is nine. What did you call the? What is this movie? Scalps. 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 It's a. It's I... about a, a vengeful Native American spirit, uh, who is you know possessing someone and and they're they're actually legitimately scalping people. <laughs> See, I was gonna guess that that was what the movie was, but I didn't want to come off as racist. <laughs> nope, nope. That's that's what that. it was about. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, that's lovely. Um, and you were how old? I think I was probably about nine. Hmm. Well, the first big one for me that I can think of, I guess it's not, well, I was probably like 10 or 10, like we'll say, we'll say nine or 10. Hmm. Um, and I watched Pulp Fiction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, didn't really get a lot of it. Well, I got, I got most of it, but like, there, you know, the scenes where they're like using drugs and stuff. I thought she just like had a heart attack or something like Uma Thurman in that scene, oh. <laughs> which I guess she kind of does, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was a, that was a uh, disturbing one. But even at that age, I was like, this movie's pretty freaking cool. Well, and then, of course, years later, it was even better. The funny thing that, that's, uh, that actually, that scene, uh, my brother saw that movie and now he was... I guess he was approaching a more appropriate age at that time. I think he might have been about 15 or 16. Um, and uh, But they had a friend of theirs who is real squeamish about needles. And uh, so when they're doing that and he's like, oh, I can't even look. I can't even look. And then they, uh, and he figures it's it's over because they they jam the uh, the needle into her, and he figures it over. So he turns and looks back to the the television, and just when Uma Thurman sits up with the needle sticking out of her chest, and I believe my brother told me that the guy legitimately threw up because of it. Oh wow! <laughs> so see, yeah. <laughs> uh, my thing was I I'm like that around needles too, but. I didn't even... I was okay with the part where he plunges it into her chest. For some reason, that never really bothered me. The part that bothered me the most is when he's slowly injecting himself with, like, heroin in his car. Okay. That was more like, ooh. Because I guess it was, the, the other one was so sudden. But that one was, like... It's more direct. It was like, close-ups of the needle. Yeah. 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 More realistic, maybe. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, the... Uh, and I, I, we've covered it uh, up in passing... Uh, the earliest uh, movie that I've seen that was wildly inappropriate was probably Nightmare on Elm Street uh, because I saw that when I was in grade two. Oh. Like, I was <laughs> seven. Lord. Seven years old when I saw that movie. Oh, jeez. And I never looked back. <laughs> uh, and, and for me, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and I think I was like eight, nine yeah. again. So and, and I was home. I well, I wasn't home alone. Obviously, eight or nine. But uh, I think she, my mother, might have just been like next door or something. But either way, it was dark and all the lights were off, and I was fucking terrified. <laughs> See, when I was and when I was a kid, like it was weird because my my exposure to um, wildly inappropriate movies came in in two different ways. Uh, one, my dad uh, just you know not really caring too much what we were renting at the video store. Um, it, what, but there was always the, the preface of uh, if you start acting up, 
Um, or if, you know, you start having, talking about having nightmares and stuff about the things that we've watched, um, we're, we won't rent movies like that ever again. So it was, it did two things. Uh, it made me, uh, keep behaving, but it also made me suppress all the nightmares that I had as a child because I wanted to keep watching those movies. (laughs) Yeah. These are, these are, um, it is really, is really shaped us into the people we are today. Uh, well-adjusted individuals. Right. (laughs) Um, on a related note, uh, (laughs) um, the, uh, the movie, uh, Angel. Oh boy. And it's sequels. Uh, this one wasn't my dad's fault. Wasn't my folks fault. Uh, this was another cousin's, uh, thing. And uh, the movie, uh, the well, I guess the the franchise. It's really because there's like four or five of them, I think. Uh, is about a uh, the first one, anyways, is about an, an underage prostitute who uh, takes revenge for the killing of her friend, who was killed by uh, a necrophile serial killer. Town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's uh. Yeah, that's <laughs> ten. I think I was ten, ten when I saw years that. Years old. Yeah. Ten years old. Yeah. Um, we actually have, uh, so also, we also got some people to kind of send us in, um, not, not questions, but just, you know, a few movies that they had potentially, yeah, seen way too young. What did you say? Experiences. (laughs) Oh, I think you said appearances. (laughs) No, because these movies aren't, these, it's not, uh, it's not a movie you watch. It's not a movie you witness. It is an experience when you see a, a movie that is, uh, the age appropriateness is is way above the age that you're at. I don't want to say that it's a bad thing or a good thing or that it's going to scar you, but it's definitely something that you at that time think, Oh, this is something I'm not supposed to be watching. So I really got to pay attention. It really sticks with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so I, so we got a few people to uh, to g- give us some kind of you know l- little stories about how they saw things uh, way too movies that were inappropriate for their age. Um, and actually, one of the first things there's only one like this, but actually Steve, who was one of our guests last week from Everything mm-hmm. I Learned from Movies, he sent us in a little audio clip of him talking about it. So uh, I'm just gonna play that. Okay. Everything I learned from movies. And uh, tonight, I guess we're uh, talking about movies we saw, I guess, when we were a little too young for them. Maybe. Uh, Maybe just a little bit. You want to start off, sweetie? Uh, Well, my dad sat myself and my sister down at ages three and five to watch The Shining so that we wouldn't be afraid of movies. How did that work out? I remember being absolutely just, like, horrified of the gal in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. Because that's a disgusting scene. Until my dad, with a few beers at him, goes like, man, looks like your skin's made out of wallpaper. And for whatever reason, it instantly was not scary anymore. It's just like, oh, my God, if a movie's made out of wallpaper, that's, like, the most boring thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, I think back of the VHSs that we had... uh, Mm -hmm. There was, like, Pink Floyd's The Wall, which I didn't really watch as a kid. I think I watched it once and was like, that looks stupid. Uh, But one I've seen thousands and thousands of times um, when I was four years old. Well, four to ten. Revenge of the Nerds. And uh, That's a perfect children's film. It teaches kids all about... About college and uh, plenty of boobies. And Mm -hmm. let's face it, there's some rape in there. (laughs) You're the nerd! Um... 
and a lot of uh, peeping tomery and uh, <laughs> hair pie references and stereotypes and <laughs> limp wristed throwing styles. Yeah. <laughs> and a movie that I know we both saw way too early, Heavy Metal. Oh, yes. I just remember being super fucking confused by that. Yes, Heavy Metal's around that same age, too. I didn't watch it nearly as much, though. But No, uh, but it's definitely something both our parents were like, I feel like you need to see this. Yeah, yeah. This is important. This means something. By the way, also, Howard the Duck. Yeah, Howard Look, the Duck Looking is back on that movie. as an adult, I'm like, how the fuck? Well, one of your favorites, uh, Baby Secret of the Lost Legend, uh, yeah. has one of my favorite lines in movie history. <laughs> well, what would you have done? If it was my wife, I'd smack the bitch. <laughs> also seen Ch- I also saw Chinatown at way too early in age, I'm oh. pretty sure. Oh, God. <laughs> well, oh. Why, why? We have it. I have I, it I, I, I'm aware of the movie Chinatown. <laughs> I am aware of that movie. <laughs> Are you saying that when I was like six, it was too early? Perhaps. Perhaps it's <laughs> at least eight. Yeah. But yeah, uh, big shout out to Brandon and Nathan. Uh, thanks for asking for our opinion on eh, really anything. Um, <laughs> why would you do that? Why, why? why would you open up this box from Pandora? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, scariest movie anybody's ever seen when they're a kid, I'm pretty sure, is Bambi, the forest fire scene. That's pretty scary. I'm not. I'm going to skip past his mother being dead to the forest fire. <laughs> Mother being dead immediately followed by It's like you need a, a little scene in between there. That's like that's getting the emotional bends. <laughs> Alright guys, thank All right. you so much for having us. <laughs> Woo! So there we there go. you have it. And actually <laughs> it's it's funny that he mentions Revenge of the Nerds because uh, another movie I saw in grade two. Uh Jesus. Uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 as well. Oh, my God. Um, my dad was a big was big into, like, action and stuff like that. So, yeah, Rambo. Um, I like Rocky so much. I mean, that's... I mean, there's there's boxing and stuff, but, I mean, the violence is, is fairly age-appropriate for when I saw it. But Rambo is definitely, uh, definitely up there. Commando, because uh, that came out around the same time. I remember you actually... when you were at... When you what? were a toddler, when you were a toddler, you watched Salo. Is that the next one? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that bad. Uh, but I do remember <laughs> uh, when my when my dad actually got a VCR, uh, and I think it was eighty six. He got it, and um, we used to rent videos from uh, Cox Radio and TV down here in St. John. And when Rambo came out, they had a wall. Of Rambo First Blood Part 2. Honest to goodness, I, I think they had 30 copies of that movie if they had one. Like, it was that that big of a movie for them. And it, it rented. It was rented constantly. And uh, my, my dad, we like, we saw that. Um, we I saw Howard the Duck as a kid as well. Uh, but I think that one is, was a slip under the radar type of thing. <laughs> because, I mean, you look at the box car, you're like, oh, it's a, it's a cartoony-looking duck. I mean, it's a it's a movie about a walking, talking duck. What can go wrong? Let your kids duck watch titties. it. Duck titties. Duck titties. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, the, <coughs> we also got a few uh, written ones here from some people. So this is from uh, High Expectations Podcast at High X Podcast. She says, uh, 
My mom used to love watching thrillers and having the occasional family night. One day she got out a thriller that she thought looked, quote-unquote, quite good. Sharon Stone in Sliver. I was maybe 13 at the time. So my parents, me, and my two brothers gather in the lounge to watch this movie. When the intense sex scene started, I was so uncomfortable and didn't know where to look. I remember I was sitting in front of everyone, so at least no one saw my face. The See, sex scenes were never commented on, but I'm sure my brothers loved it. Thanks for showing us porn, Mom. See, I don't... In that situation, I don't think necessarily it's it's an age-appropriateness thing, because, I mean, at 13, I was doing my best to watch, you know movies with with gratuitous sex and violence in them uh i think where the inappropriateness comes in in that situation is uh, mom and dad joined in for (laughs) good old-fashioned viewing of sliver (laughs) (coughs) i have never actually seen that yes all right plot holes and gratuitous boobies i mean hey shout out yeah. Um, this other person uh, at Beck's Wonderland, spelt with a U, Wonderland spelt with a U, okay. uh, said he watched Stir Crazy at the age of five because his parents took my parents took us in the back of the El Camino to a drive a drive-in and thought we wouldn't watch it, but then they fell asleep. <laughs> Actually, that's a it's funny that he that they mentioned that because one of the earlier instances I can think of seeing a, 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 a an age inappropriate movie was uh, the movie Bachelor Party. With Tom Hanks, yeah, uh, I saw that at a drive-in, uh, but it was on a double bill, and it was the second uh, second movie, and we saw it. At the, I saw it at the drive-in because I don't think my parents would think I would stay up for it. <laughs> um, Return of the Living Dead is another one I saw really early, and even though now I recognize it as a, as mostly a comedy, I was fucking terrified of it. <laughs> I actually, I, I think because of the earlier exposure of like Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, and the like, when I did get around to seeing that movie, uh, again, I think I was only probably about, you know, 9 or 10 when I saw it. Uh, but I remember watching it and thinking that the zombies were scary, but the idea that they needed to eat brains to stop the pain was laughable. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was I. I thought that that's like that's like a, a pockmark on that movie. That's like the only scene where I'm like, Ugh, it doesn't need to be there. But otherwise, that movie is glorious. Yes. Um, Brent from the Home Video Hustle podcast, the last one here. He sent us a bunch of different ones he saw uh, inappropriately at a young age. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the first one is Scarface. Apparently it was one of his mom's favorite movies. She was watching it. He says, I came in the room and sat down. She didn't make me leave. I saw people getting killed with chainsaws, shot, cocaine everywhere, F-bombs all day. It was fucking glorious. Even though I was a young kid with a short attention span, I sat there almost the whole three hours and loved every single second of it. When I came home early from school, I snuck, I snuck over and watched the movie on my own and fell in love with it. Nice. Um... Uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Oh, it's like the uh, worst one. I had a babysitter who didn't give a fuck what she, what she did, or what she played around us, sorry. Uh, one day she started playing this flick, and I'm about eight or nine. My little brother was about four or five years old. I loved it, but my brother was terrified, and I used it to my advantage every time he pissed me off, which was often. Only recently had he finally started to get over being scared of these movies. <laughs> um, Robocop. 
He says, I don't remember the whole story with this one, but I just know I remember seeing that boardroom scene with Ed 209 and falling in love with this one. And true story, I got in trouble once at school for walking into the girls' rap bathroom and yelling out, Bitches, leave! (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the sort of thing that would have gotten me barred from watching those movies because I saw RoboCop and actually my dad took me to see RoboCop 2 in theaters. Nice. So, yeah. I haven't seen any of the sequels. Yeah, I saw number two in theaters. I think I was like 11 when my dad took me to that. 11 or 12. I can't remember when that... I think it was around like... I was 12 when that came out. Again, we should remind our Canadian... Sorry, our American listeners that we are in Canada, so the ratings are a lot less harsh here. Mm -hmm. So we actually... A lot of your R-rated movies are like 14A here, which is basically our 14 equivalent of your like PG-13 PG-13, yeah. So. so the last one he saw, this is probably my favorite. Um, Showgirls. I had to sneak that one. Yeah, one day I was downstairs watching TV. My parents were upstairs and I was about 10 flipping through channels and came across this one. And yeah, dot, 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 it went down. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Oh, um, the the funny thing about uh, is is that... Uh, had any of these movies uh, made any waves in the news, I might not have gotten to see them. Like I said, I had to sneak in uh, Showgirls, and I, I think I was like 17 at the time when that thing hit video, so I mean, there's there's not too much for the age and appropriateness there, but I remember when uh, Boys in the Hood came out, yeah. I wanted to see that movie because it was, it was supposed to be really good, and it was making some waves in the news, not in a good way. Uh, there were some like I guess shootings at L.A. theaters or something like that that were that were being played up in the news. I don't know how le- like how legitimately bad they were, but um, I wanted to go see that movie while it was playing, and my dad wouldn't let me go see it. And I was like, "Why?" And he said, and he he quoted the the people getting shot at the at the showings in L.A. And I'm like. I'm going to see it at Parkway Cinemas in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. <laughs> but he was not having it. I had to wait for that thing to hit video before I got the chance to see it. Um, Yeah, it's surprising, too, because that movie is not really, like, pro that kind of lifestyle. It's showing you kind of the downfalls of that. It is, but the, the unfortunate thing is, and it happens to a lot of parents, is that they just kind of... They just kind of settle into, this is what I saw on the news, and this is what I'm going by. Oh, no, I just mean in terms of, like, the people actually go getting into, like, shootings and stuff, like, over a, at a movie that's, like, against that. Oh, yeah, the, 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 that's the absolute ironic thing about those stories uh, happening, as, yeah, when, when that thing was originally in, uh, in theaters. It's like, um, it's not the same situation, but it just reminds me kind of of uh, when Dogma came out, uh, there was a lot of religious protests, and if you actually watch the movie, it's not really that harsh. Yeah, it's not anti-religious at all, it's just about taking a a different perspective on it, and it's not, you know, saying one way or the other, yes or no. Right. It's almost like, now, I mean, mean, call me crazy if you want, but it's almost like... The people, the people protesting these movies or you know engaging in these kinds of activities haven't actually watched the film. That's a that's that's a fair statement. <laughs> <laughs> 
Am I am I going? Am I stepping over the line with that? No, one? because and it goes back to like Boys in the Hood. When I saw it, it was it was a good movie, but I was like, this is what everyone was getting upset about. Like, right? What's going on? Like, this is like I I got the like the message that uh, you know this is a bad. I again, it's not coming from a position that I was in in any sort of place living in Saint John, New Brunswick. So I can't say like I 100% identify with it, but I get that that the idea is that you know what it's not a life that you want to lead, and like you said, for someone to for people to be shooting up each other at showings of a movie, it's like, man, you missed the point of that movie 100%. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there was one other movie I wanted to mention that I saw at a, at a far too young age. Um, and that was when I was uh, 26 and I watched a Serbian film because no one should ever see that. You're right. You're right, 100%. Um, <laughs> I could also say the same thing uh, about when I was 30 and saw uh, Human Centipede. So, <laughs> <laughs> Great film. Oh, God damn it. Check um, out our episode about it, though. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, so <laughs> American Ninja, I think, would... I, I, would probably fall into that category too though of movies i saw because I, I was quite young when i saw that there's a lot of a lot of violence going on uh maximum overdrive i think my brother and i paid for uh whatever the video store uh paid for to to put that movie on their shelves because we rented that movie a lot you want to hear you yeah, oh, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead no go, no, ahead. go ahead i want to hear i was just gonna say I was just going to say, you want to hear how dumb young Brendan is? Don't make a joke about how old Brendan is dumb, too. I I, I was just going to let that speak for itself. Okay, well, you want to hear how dumb young Brendan was? Young Brendan was upset that he couldn't go into Jurassic Park 3 and had to settle for Castaway at the theater. <laughs> wow, I never have our age disparities been so uh, uh, so obvious. Uh, no, I would have had no. no problems getting in to see Jurassic Park three because I would have valid ID at the time. I was not. Uh, I was. I was not quite fourteen, <laughs> so they. I had to go to Castaway instead, and I was like, "Damn, I have to see this stupid movie." <laughs> I and don't obviously, <laughs> Castaway is much better than Jurassic Park three. <laughs> I don't know how I uh, I got into this movie. Um, Maybe it's because I, uh, at at a young age, I looked a, a little bit older than I than I was. Uh, you have a full but, beard. Well, you know what? I had a goatee at sixteen. So, but oh, I mean, uh, before that though, I saw the movie Chasers. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. No. It's uh, it's kind of a forgettable, uh, you know, uh, comedy. Very much in the in the vein of um, the last detail with Jack Nicholson, but nowhere near as uh, good a quality, uh, and with a large uh, busty lass as the uh, protagonist. She's okay. yeah. Well, and, and the, these two military guys are. I guess they're taking her to you know uh, the I don't know the barracks or no the stocks or whatever wherever they they uh, they send folks in the navy who have been convicted of of crimes they don't go to like regular prisons they go to like a a military jail and they're supposed to be transporting her and the the whole thing is it's again it's 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 a fairly forgettable type movie but i i was quite taken by the uh the the lovely blonde young lady in that movie okay i think she was the one in under siege 2 no under siege the first one 
I was going to say Under Siege 2, Dark Territory? No, the first one. The one who jumped out of the cake. That's the first one. (laughs) I don't remember the Under Siege movies at all. I saw two of them. I saw them both, but I couldn't tell you anything beyond Steven Seagal, and I think one of them is on a boat. That's the first one. Okay, and is it's Gary Busey it's one of them? Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones are the antagonists, and and they actually are the best parts of that movie. Uh, in a movie with Steven Seagal's acting, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, it's Die Hard on a boat with Steven Seagal, but Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey save the save the day. Uh, oh, not man, in the mo- only... not in the movie, but you know, for to make the movie <laughs> salvageable. <laughs> what a twist! Yeah. Um. Well, and. I understand there's also, uh, you also mentioned that, uh, you know, you know, whatever, I guess he's here and he wants to talk. That's fine. Just let him talk. You know, I'm not going to introduce him. We're not, okay. we're not really getting along right now. So okay. Well, whatever. yes. Uh, Montrose, uh, Monkington the third, he, uh, saw a movie, uh, recently mm-hmm. and I, I, I guess it's got a, a kind of a, a British connection, although I don't believe it's a straight up British production, but, uh, I'll just let him take it away. <clears throat> mm. Thank you. It's your good friend Montrose Monkington the Third here. Uh, this week on Montrose in the movies, or this this episode of Montrose in the movies, I guess, because it's not really a weekly thing when you get right down to it. But uh, I digress. Uh, I saw the film The Legend of Tarzan, and uh, I I was I was quite uh, taken by this movie uh, because uh, the British and uh, also uh, apes were working sort of together. Uh, against evil British people. There are evil British people, but uh, the, the, yes, the apes uh, were helping their friend uh, uh, Greystoke, uh, or, uh, you know, um, uh, John Clayton, also known as Tarzan. Um, it's, uh, it, it is a romp, I will tell you this. Uh, some fantastic uh, CG. Uh, however, I don't feel that this movie is going to be winning any awards anytime soon uh, due to the deadness behind the eyes of one... Uh, uh, Sarsgaard. So, um, yes. Uh, watch it if you will. Uh, Margot Robbie is a delight. And, uh, Samuel Jackson goes an entire movie without saying the MF word. So, The Legend of Tarzan. Uh, not, not, not two bunches of bananas. Uh, but at least two or three bananas. Uh, so I would, I would recommend it, uh, if you have some time to kill and want to want to watch, uh, a shirtless, uh, Sarsgaard working with, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Thank you! More later. Oh, there you have it. Yeah. Is he still there? Yeah, I know he left. He does not want to hang out with me at all. Like it's it's mm. it's in. Do it and gone. He seems to have a thing uh, against both of us now. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. He's 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 a fickle he's a fickle chimp. A fickle chimp. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the name of his uh, one of his movies? A fickle chimp. Fickle Chimp. <laughs> oh, boy. That's the name of my next band, Fickle Chimp, I think. <laughs> well, I guess it's at this point where we have to talk about what we're doing next. So, before we even mention the title, let's give a listen to the trailer. Exactly what did you see? Something was following us. This is the most horrific event this town has ever seen. Authorities are calling this the Valentine's Day Massacre. In the town of Harmony, something unexplainable. Hello? 
is happening. Come here, you better check this out. What is it? This January. <laughs> prepare to witness. What do you want? The most frightening. <laughs> 3D motion picture event to tear through the screen. Oh yeah, <laughs> my bloody Valentine, 3D, the remake. Oh boy, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, the only, the only thing I'm I'm upset about right now is that I also have it on Blu-ray, but I no longer have the 3D glasses. Oh, see, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna force the 3D on my 3D TV. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the glasses and everything, but it's it's awful. I do, I'll just uh, I'll just do the faux 3D with uh, with the the way my TV does it. It's not it's not perfect, but it, it works. When I when this movie first came out, I was I bought it like the first day it was out. <laughs> I hadn't even seen it, but I just wanted I just wanted the 3D. I the, the gimmick of having the glasses was a big deal. I saw it in theaters. With 3D. Did not see it in theaters because it was in theaters for about one week. Just about, but uh, it was it was one of the first ones to be in that whole 3D boom that um, kind of took off and then went nowhere. <laughs> yep. But uh, so, it was I think it was the first movie I, I've, I'd ever seen in 3D, so I had to. Well, it. I was gonna say the 3D boom is very much alive today, though. Like with. Uh... Yeah, but I mean, you you still get movies that are in 3D and stuff like that, but it's not as prevalent in the uh, the home market. Like I have a 3D TV, but I'd be hard pressed to name another person I know that has a 3D TV. True. True that. But um, yeah. So join us for that. Um, next week. So I guess at this point we should uh, plug away. So uh, I know he already left, but you want to tell us about where you, where we can find that dastardly uh, Simeon? Oh yes, uh, Montrose Monkington the uh, Third. You can check out his YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can also check him out on Facebook, Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and Friends, and also follow him on Twitter uh, at Montrose the Third Number Three RD uh, on Twitter. And um, uh, despite the his first vlogcast becoming his first official lost episode, uh, he has promised to deliver on a Royal Rumble review. Uh, I believe. Royal Rumble 92, so that's a really good one, uh, and also uh, videos from uh, this year's Royal Rumble as well on his YouTube channel, and then hopefully also in the new year some uh, some new just uh, uh, sketch and pop culture content. Well, there you have it, and you can also follow us on Twitter at WWTT Podcast and on Instagram, uh, also WWTT Podcast, and on Facebook. What were they thinking? You find us there. Uh, you can uh, find us on all the podcatchers: uh, YouTube, iTunes, slash Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, 
uh, Podbean, of course, and, uh, you know, Al Jazeera, uh, Human Sentai Pod, Teddy Ruxpin, uh, uh, Awareness yeah. Week. I'm changing, I'm changing. Appreciation Society. <laughs> I like Teddy Ruxpin Awareness Week. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds somewhere like a, that's more like a, a charitable event than a, you know, a, an actual place to go on the internet to find we your just pod- want you to, podcast. <laughs> we just want you to be aware of Teddy Ruxpin <laughs> in his existence. <laughs> So join us next week for My Bloody Valentine in 3D. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, again, the new one, not the original. No, the, no. The one with we, Jensen we, Ackles. Right. <laughs> Formerly of Days of Our Lives. Yes, and currently still of Supernatural. Oh my god, is that... It, it, that is like the, the, the Simpsons of demons and ghost shows. <laughs> I believe they're in their 27th season. That's... <laughs> but yeah. um i guess before we go did you uh do you have any questions or well no i mean i i think i i i had questions last week do you have any questions this week i mean i guess i could ask you a question this week but mm. you know, whatever. Mm. um well i gotta yeah i mean i got a question for you i mean i'm pretty accepting of it but i gotta ask uh all these movies that you watched when you were barely out of diapers right i i, I gotta know nathan Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? Hi, I'm Noelle Heil, the host and creator of Heil on Life, the podcast where I talk one-on-one with people who inspire me. My guests come from all walks of life, different jobs and careers, and they all have different motivations that have helped them throughout their lives. I find their stories fascinating and hope that you will too. To learn more, find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Tumblr, and Libsyn. And remember, we may have similar stories, but our journeys are all our own. So I was out with this girl the other night, and she said that she hated Star Wars. Can you believe that? I could top that. My latest date told me he didn't like black and white movies. What? Do you have a movie deal breaker? Is there a film you love so much that if your significant other didn't like it, it would be Splitsville? Well, we're dating hosts Greg and Lauren, and in our podcast, Movie Date Night, we introduce each other to our favorite movies and see if our relationship can survive. And if our partners appreciate the movies as much as we do. Find us wherever podcasts are available and follow us at Movie Date Night on Facebook or Twitter to talk movies with us. <laughs> We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi, I'm Phil. Oh! Did, did, someone just, did someone just sign off of AOL? I'm Paul. I really don't have a lot on this. Oh my god, this is, this is rolling off the rails real quick.
And I'm Dennis. I, I am so guys. mixed up today, just don't even listen to me anymore. And together we are... Voltron! Well, no, not Voltron. We are Useless Debates in Pop Culture, a weekly... Or we at least try to be. ...podcast that allows you to pick the winner. <laughs> ding, ding. ding. By no means the a lamp. internet strikes again. Yeah, for sure. We will debate anything. So if you want to hear debates on such useless topics as best Val Kilmer Ooh, role, Tombstone, Tombstone, or best movie soundtrack, American Graffiti, or the most successful former boy band member, JT, then tune into our show. Your podcast is so well named. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Podbean, and Google Play. And our website, uselessdebate.com. All right, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>